1: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I'm Jeff Pelletier here with Neil Johnson. There is nothing new under the sun, and we've so we've said it many times. We've done a couple of shows on that topic alone. But uh, today we have uh, just more proof that that's true. God is in the business of communicating to us what he is doing and what he wants to do. And because we're thick headed, he keeps <laughs> repeating himself <laughs> through uh, dress rehearsals and incidences that hearken that back to what he's already done before. And uh, we get the pleasure, we get the pleasure of understanding it through those eyes. So october 7th the gaza war let me give you a verse from isaiah forty-eight twenty-five, and then we're going to talk about the parallels that this has to the present day indeed this is what the lord god yahweh says even the captives of the mighty will be taken away and the plunder of the tyrant will be retrieved i will contend with those who contend with you israel and i will save your children it's isaiah 48 25. so neil let's get right into it so you did a great job uh launching this broadcast with that with that uh that verse and uh, now we're going to take that and we're going to explain to our listeners the importance of it and how does it relate to right now this obviously The last line is obvious, I will save your children, right? But go.
2: Yeah, so it it is important that whole uh, verse that you read, uh, Jeff, and that is uh, maybe uh, just to clarify so that people understand, Isaiah 48 does say, even the captives of the mighty will Mm. be taken away. And Mm. what that's saying to us is... Those who were taken hostage, mm. the mighty are the ones who take the hostages. They will be taken away. Mm. They will be retrieved. So it's important that we understand what it what it's saying there. And that word that you used, contend, means God will intervene. He will be the one. So,
1: and the mighty doesn't refer. It's not like we we often hear mighty God that that's a good thing but in this case it's powerful it's, it's right the mighty are the powerful ones they're the and powerful. we know the power they exerted over israel that
2: day they are the terrorists yes. if you will and yes the captives of the terrorists you can insert there for mighty they're the ones who will be taken away and god says he will do it god will do it so yes, yes just like you said i will save your children there were many children many young people uh, that were hostages that will be taken away by God himself. So, having said that, Jeff, thank you for reading that. And we can say, okay, in our day, in our time, we want to find out the question we always have is, where have I seen this before? before. Where have thank I seen you. this before? Thank and you. it becomes an issue for us yeah. as believers. Yeah. How do we apply not just what we've heard and read, But how do we apply it to the present situation? Because each situation can be slightly different. Mm. In other words, God can do it all. Mm -hmm. Man can do most or all of it through God's direction. That's right. Or uh, man can do everything by himself. Mm. So people sometimes see a parallel and they apply it inaccurately and mm-hmm. all i'm saying is we oh, have parallels that's very important it's very important yeah. let's try to take some of the parallels yeah. and, and we've laid out three of them
1: yeah we did let's
2: take some of the parallels and see what they say
1: oh. your first reference is to the amalekites right this is when israel was in the desert Right?
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. And what, what happened there?
2: So the Amalekites are the historic enemy of Israel. Hmm. Uh, even if you want to say something derogatory about somebody, you can call them a Philistine or an Amalekite. Ah, I see. It okay. never ends. Yeah. God says, my judgment against them. And the question becomes, why? Well, we can read... What happened when God miraculously displayed his power Mm -hmm. and all the nations around this superpower of the day, Mm -hmm. Egypt, were afraid of Israel except one, and that was the Amalekites. What they did is they so hated, they so wanted destruction for Israel that they attacked what's called the stragglers. In other words, Jeff, much like our day, the young, the vulnerable, the old. This sounds very familiar. Very familiar.
1: Yeah, it does. They picked on the vulnerable, the women, the uh, weaker ones. Yeah, that sounds very familiar to October seventh.
2: It did. It exactly is the same. They yeah. they deliberately went after yeah. for no gain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the Amalekites are a uh, precursor to the to Hamas.
2: They absolutely right? yeah. are. God
1: is saying this has happened before and it's happening again.
2: That's exactly right. That's mm. what we have going on mm. with mm. the Amalekites as one of our examples. Yes, yes
1: exactly, yeah. So so uh, in, in Exodus, you know, you, you talk about this and, and, you, and you talk about, and let's get into the specifics of it a little bit here. So, so the, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Reph- Rephidim and Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out and fight. The Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on the hilltop with a staff of God in my hand, and this is the famous story, right?
2: Right. That's right. right.
1: Where, with uh, Aaron and her standing with Moses, holding his hands up, and as as long as his hands were up, they were winning, and and they, when his hands started to drop, they started to lose, and Aaron and her lifted it up. His hands helped him, and the Israelites won.
2: Yeah, isn't that a very interesting picture type? As long as you are basically in a form of praise and supplication to God, uh, you are victorious. The moment your hands come down, this is application as well, uh, you are vulnerable.
1: Wow, I will save your children, God said. I will contend for you. Okay, so he is empowering the Israelite soldiers Uh, With with greater uh, uh, skill and uh, wisdom and understanding and and all these things, as long as they were in a state of worship, and this is true many 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 times in the Old Testament.
2: This is true in the Old Testament, and it's true in the New Testament. In the New Testament, thank you very much. And it's true for us locally, (laughs) as long as we belong to a place that is lifting up and beseeching the Mm. Lord. We can rest in understanding we have done as much as we can. It is a picture type. It is a symbolism. Yeah,
1: And and, and in Deuteronomy, it's brought back. Moses brings it back to their mind. He says, remember what the Amalekites did to you along your way from Egypt in the desert and how they met you on your journey when you were tired and weary and they attacked all your stragglers, which is the vulnerable ones, and they had no fear. The Amalekites had no fear of God. And I think that's a, you know, do not forget. Do not ever forget. And so here here we are in the present day, Amalekites again, right? Right. That's right. And then we're gonna talk about what did God tell the Israelites, about the Amalekites.
2: Right. He, he told them to blot them out in their entirety, which is one of the only people groups that God has commanded that you blot them out. Uh-huh. Now, they haven't been blotted out today, and I think that's also a picture type for us. There is a day coming when all sin, all rebellion, all anti-God... Uh, a sentiment will be blotted out, as it were. Mm-hmm. We can read that in the Book of Revelation for the New Testament. But God says, when you devote, secu- when you dwell securely in the land, blot them out, have no memory. Now, God did not do that for everybody that uh, the Israelites encountered. Right. He did not do that, Certain but the ones. Amalekites. Yeah. He said, yeah. like you mentioned, yeah. they had yeah. no fear, and yeah. they also did such evil to the people and to the stragglers as well. Well,
1: let's get let's get into that because it says, <laughs> it says uh, in in uh, First Samuel, right? First Samuel. This is what the Lord of Hosts says: I witnessed what the Amalekites
0: did to the Israelites.
1: They ambushed them on the way up from Egypt. Now go and attack and devote to to destruction all that belongs to them. Do not spare them, but put to death men and women and children and infants and oxen and sheep and camels and donkeys. So he's basically saying obliterate them, okay? So this biblical understanding is in the hearts and the minds of Israelis. That's right. And they're looking at what happened on October seventh, right, and they're saying we have to prevent this from ever
2: happening again, right. And and you and I have talked about the idea of the sentiment. What is the sentiment today? And and we've talked about this, Jeff. And I I have uh, said mm. we have the sin in the West of assuming mm. that everybody. Things like me things <laughs> yeah. like us right well and i so, think people
1: in general kind of do that well
2: we do yeah, we yeah. do as humans yeah, we yeah. we we talk to somebody we like why because they we think agree just like yes just like <laughs> exactly. i do and somebody i don't like is somebody who tells yeah. me something
1: different that's why i love to talk to people that i don't agree with or know because i learned something from that you
2: learned something yeah. from that encounter but yeah. that is what was going on here that um uh these Amalekites had no fear of God. God said, wipe them out in their entirety. I mean, that's going kind of far, isn't it? That children mm-hmm. and infants and oxen and sheep and, and camels and, and donkeys. Wipe wow. everything out. Everything. Don't keep anything yeah. for your good. Do it's, not spare It's, them. it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. And he did mm-hmm. not do that for every people. That's clear from yeah. reading the scripture. You said that. Yeah. In the land of Canaan. Yeah. But Many in this people, case,
1: because of their willingness to uh go after the quote-unquote stragglers that's right the weak that's right the infants right he said you must
2: wipe them out wipe entirely. them out yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's quite it's, good. A, it's quite a picture <laughs> so so
1: uh this is a picture of what you know the type of what
2: well this this idea of wiping them out for instance uh You know, what we have to understand is God will ever and always intervene on behalf of Israel.
1: Mm. Always Mm. and ever. And there's plenty of present day examples of that. Many,
2: many, many examples. And so, what we do have, though, written in our Bible Mm -hmm. is the book of Esther. Mm. And And off God bless Esther. That's right. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. There's a whole bunch there that goes on too, but without going into the book of Esther too much, there was a descendant, an Amalekite, a descendant of Agag, and his name was Haman, Uh and he also continued that same hatred, baseless hatred of Israel. Whoa,
1: whoa. whoa. Say that all again, because people have read the book of Esther and they did not know that it was an Amalekite.
2: He was an Amalekite. That Haman was an Amalekite. He was a descendant of Amalek. Hello. He was an Amalekite, and thus one of the reasons why God, who knows the end from the beginning, beginning from the end, said wipe them out in their entirety. Wow. Because here it
1: is again in the Book of Esther. That's right. Going to wipe out the Jews again.
2: And they would have easily succeeded, but had not God. Directly intervened. intervened with Esther. With Esther. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How much proof do you need? How much proof <laughs> do you need? It seems pretty clear when you when you phrase it that wow. way, right? Wow.
1: Wow. Okay. So uh, had King had King Saul right killed the Amalekites, God wouldn't have had to once again rescue them, obviously. But God is faithful to His people, Israel that's right and aren't we glad aren't I glad yes I am glad that I am grafted in and adopted in to that nation I mean it gives me rest right to know that I am with them I right. am with them right and and uh yeah
2: and wow. you're not just an a. Ad- adopted son, in God's view. You right. are full rights, A full son. even though you're different. Right. In other words, you could have two sons, Jeff. Right. Yeah. One is very athletic. Yeah. One's very uh, yeah. intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. They're different, right. but they're the same. They're in the family. So we Gentile believers are in yeah. the family. In the it was family. God's redemptive plan, but we are not God. Jews. Thank we are
1: Different. We're we're Israelites, but we're not Jews.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a that's it's a subtle distinction, uh, and yeah. it does have a difference.
1: Yeah. Thank God. Thank right. God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So uh, all right, well, let's move on to the next one because right. I, I okay. think I think that next one is is also uh, very cool. Um, uh, so uh, just just to kind of revisit that. Okay. Uh, God. Uh, uh, the Amalekites lived in Gaza. That's right. I, I can't believe this. They, they that, have, that, is, that can't be true. Th-
2: yes, they they, they <laughs> were right in that same region as what today Palestinians, Philistines, they were right in that exact same area. Uh, nothing changes. Nothing's new under That's the sun. And, and we're going to see that in, and, uh, in our next example of King David, who ultimately became king of Israel, versus the Philistines
1: oh they are the Philistines that was Goliath
2: that was Goliath there we go. that's okay. exactly right all right
1: so first Samuel 30
2: right so first Samuel 30 right yeah.
1: so David King David was the ruler of Ziklag that's right a city on the eastern portion of today's Gaza that's right wait a minute
2: yeah really yeah yeah come on yeah it can't be true. It just keeps happening. And by the way, Jeff, that's what a lot of people who read the names, the interpreted names of what they mean, the events, they say, wait, this is to happenstance. You God. mean this means this in Hebrew, and it, it Hamas means violence, be. and they created violence, all this stuff. Wait a minute, what? The word Hamas means violence? In Hebrew, the the, the, the very term, the very word Hamas means Violence. Wow. And that's exactly what Hamas, who are happy wow. with that title, took wow. and did. So, yeah, people who read this say, wait, this can't be true because it's too mind-bending. And you're exactly right in having that wow. reaction.
1: So, so it's a city, and, and Ziklag is a city on the eastern portion of today's Gaza. Right. And it was given, the city was given to David to rule by the Philistine king, of Goth. That's right. Right? Wow. That's right. So so there's five main Philistine or Philistine cities Goth, Ekron, Gaza, Ashkelon, and Ashdod. That's right. Wow. Right. And Gaza is one Gaza city is one of those five main Philistine cities. Okay. Yeah,
2: Gaza City is in the Gaza, what's called today the Gaza Strip, right, that the area. Gaza Strip. That area.
1: But it has, it's not just called the Gaza Strip. It's called the Gaza Strip because it was a Philistine the, stronghold. That's
2: exactly right. Wow. And uh, what also is a bit mind-bending is, is you read that and say David was the ruler of Ziklag. Well, what they the present Hamas terrorists did is they also snuck across through their terror tunnels, mm-hmm. came up in Israel, the eastern portion of the Gaza Strip, and attacked Ziklog once again by all those kibbutz, kibbutzim and cities right next door to the Gaza Strip. And they raped women, killed babies, uh, attacked uh, the stragglers, as it were, for one thing in mind. One thing. There was no, there was no military advantage. Let's kill Jews. Let's kill them.
1: So I can't, I can't, what you just said, I, I hope everybody heard what you just, there was no, zero military advantage to doing that.
2: None. There was none. Uh, it, it it harkens back to the Amalekites, which again, this is a whole people group, a whole term that we'll see in our next uh, example. Mm-hmm. But, these people, the Amalekites, they saw what happened to the superpower, the unbeatable superpower of their day, Egypt, which also stands for the world. Right, uh, right. They saw the miracles, and they were the only people that said, I don't care I hate these people. I'm going to take a spoil. I'm going to kill them. And that's what they did. They attacked the stragglers. And God said, because they tried to thwart my plan for redemption for humanity through Israel, Mm -hmm. I am against them. I will contend with them. I will fight them. And so he said, do not blot them out and do not ever forget what the world, Amalekites in this case, will do to you as I bring you out of you know, Egypt uh, out of the world, as it were.
1: Uh, Guys, uh, folks, I want you to hear uh, something that we're saying, and I want you to hear what we're not saying. We haven't used the word Palestinians at all. We're talking about Hamas. We're talking about Hamas. We're talking about the evildoers, the ones that are evil. We're talking about those people. We're not talking about the innocent citizens Whoever, when it, wherever they are and whatever they're doing. We're not talking about innocent people because the people that Hamas attacked were also innocent people. So
0: our heart goes out for all innocent people.
1: Casualties and all innocent uh, 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 harm that, that's being done. It's, 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 it's a war is hell. War is hell. And hell does not uh, work very well. It doesn't. It, people get killed. But the Hamas incident on October 7th was intentional. Intentional by Hamas. The violence, the violent ones, those things that they did to the innocent were intentional and they had no military value whatsoever. It's incredibly important for me and Neil and you to different to differentiate that. We're talking about the Hamas. We're talking about the violent ones. Okay, I'm sorry. So First Samuel 30, let's go back to that, Neil. So the parallel here, the parallel t- between what happened then and what's happening now, it says the Amalekites raided Ziklag, the Amalekites and took spoils and hostages, including King David's own wives, so women, right? After three days and three nights, David finds and kills all of the terrorists and recovers all that they stole. Right, right, right. And this is happening again.
2: Right, and so some people, again, that's what we're struggling with is what does this mean, what's happening before us? And many people are asking that question. It is not that in this particular replaying of the same story that after three days it's over. No, but how do we accurately take what did happen in the past and apply it to what's happening now? And that is what we are trying to do as we talk about. We've seen this before. There's
1: nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. And another example of this, uh, folks, is Abraham. (laughs) And we've done a show on this. Abraham, when he rescued against all odds, he took his own army and he attacked uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, and and he reclaimed his nephew Lot, who was t- who had been taken. Here it here it comes, hostage. His nephew Lot had been held hostage, okay, in Sodom and Gomorrah, and and Abraham rescued him and delivered him, and and the idea of deliverance is also a theme all the way through the book
2: all the way through the book. all the way through and god was not angry at abraham for wrecking damage and vengeance on those four kings who took the hostages and took the spoil yes as a matter of fact god blessed abraham why once again we have to realize our pertinent place our proper place in the order of things god is for israel because he has a grand plan grand that plan. has been thwarted many times through rebellions human yes. and yes. and angelic yes uh and god said no i am going to bless abraham for doing that i am going to bless abraham for fighting killing destroying these people and for taking back the hostages and jeff that's something we have to bear in mind Look, as, as you tried to point out, yeah, we're sorry to see anybody who doesn't get with God's plan because right. it's going to ultimately end in destruction because the devil's behind it.
1: And it also, it also, when people interfere with God's plan, it lengthens the time of God executing His plan because it's an interruption that has to be dealt with in some way, right? So we're actually, we're actually uh, uh, preventing God from acting. Through our stupid sinfulness and evil.
2: Well, and exactly as we've said before, and it's what Jesus said, that we you know, don't don't think some strange thing has happened to you. They hated me first. First, they hate me, and that's what God says throughout the Bible. They're really, who's ever opposed to my plan is against me. Me. And that's what you and I always say is, I don't want to find myself where God has to contend <sighs> mm. or fight or judge mm. or, or mm. intervene mm. for something I thought, taught or did.
1: <sighs> wow. Okay. Neil, t- talk about uh, uh, the parallel of Nehemiah in
2: this. Okay, so now we have Nehemiah, which I think is, it, it, it's a fairly short book. It's 13 chapters, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it's fairly short. I think that Nehemiah is probably the, the, the greatest picture type we can use for this present-day situation. Uh, and one of it is, one of the main things themes is that he had three adversaries, and we know that they were uh, unholy trinity, if you will, Mm. because they attempted to stop Nehemiah, in this case, Mm -hmm. from completing the walls of Jerusalem. Now, that is very, very symbolic and significant for our purpose. And if
1: you read the story of Nehemiah, it's very clear, very, very clear that Nehemiah was called by God to go back and rebuild the wall.
2: Right, and and uh, that is pertinent for our day too because we are enjoined mm-hmm. uh, uh, specifically in uh, Psalm 22 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes. Yes. And other places yes. tell us specifically, uh, Jeff, you are watchmen on the walls. In yeah. some places in Jeremiah it uses notes ream. For watchmen. That watchman. can be translated watchmen, and mm-hmm. it's accurate, but more accurate is the present use of the word no tzreem means Christian. Uh, and uh. God so told us-
1: that's a, So that's a, that's a current day explanation of a Christian, no tzreem.
2: No tzreem. Dad, if, if you said, what's Christian, and you were just talking to an Hebrew speaker, he'd say the word no tzreem. Wow! So uh, God specifically said, I have placed watchmen on your walls. Mm. They will never be silent day or night. Give yourselves no—that is an Isaiah. Give yourselves no rest, no peace. Give me no rest or no peace until—not if or I hope, but until I make Jerusalem a praise in the earth, and it is anything but a praise today.
1: Until I make, so be watchmen. Got to say that again, my friend. So be, be watchmen on the walls. Right. Give take. Take no rest for yourself in watching and give me no rest God in in watching right in helping you watch until
2: what? Until I make Jerusalem a praise in the earth Wow and Jerusalem is certainly Jeff not that yet not no. even close. Uh-huh. many people hate it. We hate know it. Hamas hated it yeah. they hate wow. god's plan
1: Wow Wow.
2: And there are others who hate it, too. But this is kind of what we're doing with Nehemiah is he had three adversaries. So the
1: unholy trinity.
2: The, right. And Sambalat was a Persian. And that's significant, Jeff, because we've talked before about Persia is one of the main leaders in this uh, war of Gog and Magog. And many people say, is this it?
1: I know we were talking about that at a group last night. Is, oh, yeah. is this it? So Persia is... <laughs> Iran.
2: So, so Persia is Iran, uh-huh. right? I, uh-huh. Iran. I, I, Iran. That's yeah. exactly right. It's okay. the ancient. So he was a governor of Samaria, and uh-huh. we can read about Samaria in the the New Testament. Tobiah was an Ammonite. Mm. That's the present day capital of Jordan, Amman, okay. Jordan. Amman, so you Jordan? can trace wow. these there these connections. There you go. And Geshem was an Arab. And oh, okay. this is very significant because we've talked before. Wait, uh, Iran, who seems to be pulling the strings here, and Sam Ballet was the, the chief of these three adversaries. Saudi Arabia is the land, historic land, of the Arab people. Okay. Uh, Iran could not stand the fact that yeah. Israel, and we did a show on this, and yes. we were wondering what it could mean yes. that Saudi Arabia was almost in the orbit of Israel. And Iran let one of its lapdogs go, and we don't know what happened and who said what, but one of the lapdogs, Hamas, violence, attacked, deliberately attacked the stragglers and did outrageous and atrocious things to non-combatants uh, at the behest of Iran. Geshem is that Arab. He is that from that people group, and that's wow. what we see today. These people groups, uh, nothing, nothing's new under the sun. The same types, same pictures. So these, these three, separately and collectively, they lied about, they maligned, they threatened, they cajoled, and they attempted to intimidate Nehemiah, so that.
1: He could not.
2: He could not restore Poor. the walls of Jerusalem, wow. of which we wow. as eighth-day wow. believers have been called, wow. you must intercede on behalf of, I've put you on the walls, as it were. Amen. So I don't care where you are on the globe, Yeah. but if you intercede on behalf of the holy city, wow. you are a watchman, you are a notes ream on the walls of Jerusalem. And the
1: people that were building the walls had a... A shovel in one hand and a sword in the other. That's right. right. They're always ready to fight. Always ready. Because they were coming after them to prevent them from rebuilding the holy city.
2: There's something significantly important about the restored, rebuilt, revitalized, rededicated. And we see in the New Testament, Jesus also visited the the, the Feast of Dedication in John uh, chapter 10. Yeah. He was at the temple. Yeah. There's something significant uh, and important spiritually about an entire uh, wall, an entire Jerusalem restored to the Israelite, the Jewish people.
1: Wow, wow. And so in, in Nehemiah, uh, it's, it's quoted in, in 4.11, our enemies said before they know or see a thing, that's, that's the Israelites, we will come into their midst and kill them and put an end to their work. That was the wall building, right? Put that, an end to their work. So that was yes. the that was the plan. That was the the conspiracy, and the and the opposition of these three, the unholy, as you call them, Trinity, was ultimately uh, it didn't work. And Nehemiah both uh, returned to the land and restored the city in record time. Amazing, amazingly record time. Uh, so. It's amazing that, you know, Nehemiah, obviously God was with him the whole time. And again, that's another example. God is restoring. God is rebuilding. God is with them. Okay. I see right here, Neil, that that, uh, Sanballat tried to get a pause in the fighting or a ceasefire. That's right. What what, what was that all about?
2: He told Nehemiah to come and meet with us. Uh, He sent like five messages. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, lied about Nehemiah the whole time and threatened that he would tell the king and so on. Just the same thing we're seeing today. Nothing's new. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, distorting yeah, truth. Yeah, who did what yeah, to whom yeah, when? Yeah. And uh, Nehemiah said, why should I go out on the plain of Onat with you? This is kind of on the people who understand it, the plain of Sharon, basically. It's close to there. Uh Why should I do that? I'm not going to do that. He said, you're lying, basically. Nehemiah told Sanballat, you're a liar, and you're lying about this. You've made this up in your own mind. Nothing's new under the sun. Mm. Nothing's new. Mm. Hamas has a narrative, and some people are buying it. But for our audience, they are not buying it. They know something's up, and we're just attempting to bring some clarity.
1: And the the answer to that is it's been proven now that every day Hamas uh, was... Uh, dribbling out hostages, 10, 12, 11. They had 250 of them. They still haven't released 150 or whatever it is. And they dribbled out, and they would say, one more day, one more day, one more day. And then they would dribble out, one more day, dribble out, one more day, dribble out. And I think we are, I think even the, even the dumbest people on the planet are looking at it now and going, that was a dodge. Right. So they could regroup. Right. So they could rebuild, so they could get ready. And the evidence for that is when Israel went back to action because they wouldn't release any more hostages, they started finding all this stuff. Right. And they started destroying it. Right. Because they were re and they were reinstituting their defenses during the quote unquote ceasefire.
2: Right. And 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 that's what we see today. People that don't care. Right. Not yeah. our audience. Yeah. Right. But yeah. people who don't care. They don't care about your fact. Right. They, they don't care about the hate Israel. They hate Israel. Why is Israel, that so? Why is that Because so? there's a spirit that dominates behind oh. it. And that's what we're trying to get to we here are. is that behind all of this, God's laid it out. Yeah. He's told us this would yeah. happen. He's given us examples. Yeah. But behind all of it, there's very powerful beings yeah. who are speaking to those who have no God sense whatsoever. And no they God are sense. operating... Yeah as to what makes sense to them.
1: We've talked about God sense, and we've mentioned it many times. Uh, I want to give another bit of evidence for people waking up to the idea. So a bunch of college presidents were before Congress recently, and they were asked directly if uh, uh, seeking the destruction of all Jews in the world was uh, worthy of being permitted on the college campuses, or should it be considered a terrorist act and stopped? And they did not do well answering those questions. They sub, they they dodged and and couched their answers, and weren't able to directly say that is wrong. They right. would not say that is wrong. But guess what happened in uh, the University of Pennsylvania? One of their big donors, a hundred million dollar donor, took it back. Right. Took it back. Right. Because he woke up. He's not woke. He woke. He awakened, and he went. This is wrong. Right. Right, and, This and, is wrong. I'm not
2: supporting this. And, and a number of these Harvards and those types of yeah. uh, these professors and these uh, 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 administration people, they are getting billions yes. of dollars yes. from Muslim lands, yes. from Qatar today, yes. who is still Whoa, one of the people wow. who are opposed to Israel entirely. Wow. But, you know, it is changing because, Jeff, if you think about, by the way, uh, I call it the rice bowl. These the college people bowl. don't want their rice bowl tipped over. Oh, They've sure. got this funnel of money and yeah. people that have no God sense think money's yeah, the end of it. They do. But the fact is, Israel today, leaders of Israel, of the government, are in a Muslim country, specifically the United Arab Emirates, discussing this war. Why is that, Jeff? in 73 before 50 years a, a jubilee period oh, before in 73 when the same surprise attack happened the amalekite yes. surprise attack of yes. the stragglers mm-hmm. uh, there was no ch- nobody would have said in 73 it will happen again one mm. but two when it happens you meaning the administration of israel yes. will be in a muslim country to describe and discuss how it happened and what we can do about it. Wow, nobody would have thought that. So nobody there is much that. happening out there.
1: Wow. Well, Neil, uh, we, we are short on time here, so we okay. do have to end this particular broadcast. But folks, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're getting this. Uh, so I, I want you to, Neil, at this, at the very uh, end of this, you know, you're, you're, the point I hear you making is that we are in a life and death war. And it's not esoteric or philosophical or theological, but a real life and death war. This, there's blood, right? People are dying. And, and that in war, well, we are in a single-minded, we need a single-minded commitment to seeing the walls of Jerusalem rebuilt and repaired. And what you said a minute ago, what you said a minute ago, that God will request the notzerim, uh us, on the walls, giving him no rest, and taking no rest. We are to be the watchmen, and you and I are watchmen, and there's, a, there's thousands of other people out there that are watchmen. But we are to do that, and we are to speak this truth until Israel becomes, I mean, Jerusalem becomes a praise again.
2: Right, and and you can say Israel because Jerusalem is yeah. just symbolic right. of right. of the land. Right. It's just like right. saying Washington D.C. Yeah. Well, basically it means America, it right? It does. It does. So yes, Jeff, you're exactly right. We are in a life and death war, not an esoteric, not right. a hypothetical, not a th- but a very right. specific yeah. war of yeah. which outrageous acts of of unbelievable atrocities yeah. are being committed against God's people. Amen. That's right.
1: Okay, folks, well, you heard it here, and uh, we ask you to interact with us on Facebook and uh, email, and you can find all that in a minute when I uh, tell you what it's all about. And we look forward to hearing from you, and stay on the wall. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com? That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.